Welcome to Unqualified Car Reviews, the podcast where facts are about as reliable as Wi-Fi in a shady motel. I'm Jeff. I'm Walter. And I'm Donnie. And today we are reviewing what we pulled out of the hat last week, the Jeep Cherokee current generation. What are your thoughts, fellas? It's it's interesting, that's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> that's yeah, I mean, I said last week that it looks like an like a like an alien spaceship kind of which we figured out it's been facelifted since then so it looks better but it also kind of looks like it's staring into my soul it's got like you know it has the headlights where so because now so i've mentioned last week it looks like i don't know which ones are the headlights but now i know which ones are the headlights but it's like you know it's round and it's kind of like when you paint a picture and you paint the pupils and they follow you everywhere and it's it's like that. It's just staring at me now. So now that now you that know, now that you know where it. the headlights are, you're right in a worse yeah, shape. It's like it's yeah, it's staring me down. Yeah, it went from alien to angry woman looking. It's just very squinty <laughs> and just, just like, like what did you do today? You cut How them you off in traffic, now? and now they're running you down in a in a little Fiat Chrysler product. Right. Yeah. <laughs> right. So uh, I guess a little bit of history on this thing. Uh, it's been produced since 1974 through the present, um, sometimes under various names. Walter, I think you were saying the the Liberty at some point. Yeah, so it went uh, Cherokee, which was basically a Wagoneer, and then the uh, Cherokee again. And that was the XJ that everybody knows, really boxy. And then it went into the Liberty. After that, it went to the Cherokee Liberty, and then back to its good old nameplate of Cherokee with the current generation. Um, so it's Brought it back around to what it was. Um, now it's considered a small crossover instead of a small SUV. So that's a pretty big change. Oh, yeah. I guess that would infer that there's a difference between uh, how the how the frame is built. Correct? Yeah. Yeah. No, this is a... Right. This is like a... a it's not a body on frame. It's a unibody. So it's technically a crossover. Um, you know, for off-road enthusiasts, there's lots of debate on which one's better, but... We're not here for that right now. We're going to talk about some of these cool features. What do we got first? The engine. Uh, oh, looks like ooh, there's baby. three <laughs> three powertrains available, uh, or three engines available, I should say. Two-liter turbo, four-cylinder, 2.4-liter, four-cylinder, with variable valve lift, and a 3.2-liter V6. I think, yeah, I'm pretty sure it's 3.2. I th- thought I got I got to check again, but... I'm almost positive when I read our spec sheet here, it was 3-2. All, all of that to say, uh, three rather boring engines, in my opinion. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure the turbo is kind of peppy. Um, it's got... Is the 2.4 considered the base? Like, you know, is that... Which one has more power? The two the turbo, the 2-liter turbo, or the 2.4 So naturally aspirated? The V6 has more power the turbo has more torque and the 2.4 naturally aspirated is uh just down it's there. bad in every category <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah the two liter turbo has 270 horsepower and 295 foot pounds of torque the 2.4 multi-air engine is 180 horsepower and 171 foot pounds of torque uh that is actually around the factory horsepower of the previous Cherokee we mentioned the XJ that everybody loves 
and then 271 horsepower and 239 foot-pounds of torque from that 3.2 Pentastar. That's not horrible. No. That's pretty solid. I think so. For a smaller crossover, I bet it drives pretty well. Yeah, but can you drive over the Rocky Mountains in it? Okay, what drive over the Rocky Mountains on I-70 or yeah. drive over the Rocky Mountains? <laughs> uh, either one. You Which, just choose a bearing and stick to it. Yeah, you just go west. You, you point your <laughs> yeah. car west from Denver and you go. That should, I think, be a good benchmarking for Jeeps like to prove that it's off-road worthy. Like, they don't even know what they're going to hit. Like, are we going to hit a boulder? Are we going to hit a lake? Go going to hit a school? I don't Who know. Knows? We're going to see if we can do it, though. Do west from Denver, see where you end up and how long it takes you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's how you get trail rated. That's what the trail rated badge means. <laughs> <laughs> That's what the trail hawk does. They just spin a dial. They're like, we're going to go this direction for 80 miles. I don't know how many, however many miles, just wherever we end up. If we get there, where we get there. If not, you don't get the badge. Well, spin, the, that, spin the bottle on vehicle validation. That comes uh, into the one of the interesting facts. It can ford up to 19 inches of water. So if you happen to Ooh. go into lake, you're still screwed. <laughs> um. I mean, you can, you can go through a, a puddle. That's a but... solid puddle. That's a solid puddle. <laughs> that's, that is a yeah, solid puddle. That's a pretty puddle. solid puddle. That's It's not like a Hurricane Katrina puddle, but it's still a, it's a puddle. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, that's that's like a good stream. They have There's, you know, Jeep trails that go across streams. I bet that thing can handle it. But yeah. it all depends on your tires, too. I'm sure they put some wonderful, wonderful all-season highway tires on these things. Stock. And you should... And, uh, Walter, you would prefer racing slicks? Absolutely. <laughs> you know me. That's how you get the best tracking. That's a Jeep. Everybody who buys one is going to want to mod it. So, you know, you buy your Jeep Cherokee. The first thing you do is go and get some slicks on there. Yeah, get some all set. nice sticky Hoosiers. Yeah, that's the ticket. Yeah, that's, that's why the Hoosier shop is always next to the Jeep dealership. I don't know if you guys have ever noticed. Oh, I did notice that. Cons- consistently. I have not noticed that. So then you just take the slick straight over the Rockies. Hmm. Mm-hmm. You just gain enough momentum that you launch over the first <laughs> bump you hit and hope to, hope to break over the Continental Divide. That, that should work. That should work. <laughs> uh, okay. Okay. So on these powertrains, they come in front wheel drive or 4x4, except on the Trailhawk. 4x4 is standard. There's a few different 4x4 options. Um, they all sound pretty good. I mean, it's a Jeep, so it's got to have good 4x4. Does it have a, a locking differential? Oh, Ooh, front, I, rear, or both? That's a good question. Um, I feel I like that. I kind of think required for a real Jeep. Yeah, I think if you get the Trailhawk, it comes with the active drive lock four x four system. That's their Jeep brand for their you know like off road system, and I think that does include a rear locker when you're in uh, one of their off off road modes. Um, so it's then, electronic then it's not a manual you don't have to get out in the mud it, it's a uh, yeah it's probably a manual locker right like it it sorry, i shouldn't say manual it's probably somehow mechanically actuated right um instead of having it locked all the time or have you know something like that uh you can think of it this way you press a button on the dashboard for locking the differential and then um, there's there's two little elves that pop out of the wheel wells, climb underneath the differential and do it for you. That way you don't have to climb in the mud. Yeah. Okay. Well, that works for me. Okay. 
And that's why you have to drop food between the seats every once in a while to keep them fed. <laughs> the crumbs. I am excellent at that. Just get a yeah. big bag of Oreos. The, no, the Pop-Tart always comes like pre... When it, you know, if you ever try to transport a Pop-Tart, it always becomes naturally half crumbs. Pre-crumbled? Or, yeah, just like yeah. a Nutri... Uh, one of those... The, the Nutri... Yeah. The, the Nature the Valley bars. bars. Yeah. yeah, yeah, you know what I'm... Yeah. <laughs> yeah just one of those crummy bars. Yeah. Yeah. I like to feed my yeah, car it's by elves design. Fr- uh, McDonald's it was actually, french fries. Those granola bars were actually invented by the Jeep company, I believe. I might be wrong. Is, is that a is that a true fact? <laughs> Probably not. But that's that's a Donnie fact. <laughs> it's a Donnie fact, yeah. Welcome to the new episode, Donnie Facts. <laughs> <laughs> All right, tune into our next podcast, Donnie Facts. <laughs> All right. What else we got? Interior. Uh Pretty standard for today's crossover SUV style cars. Yeah, it looks like it has decent room. I mean, I'd like to see, I see manual adjustments on that passenger seat. So hopefully this is not the high end one. <laughs> yeah. Because yeah, there's I been mean, a lot of manufacturers who are uh, cheaping out and just putting manual seats in a high level trim on starter cars. So it's kind of kind of on them to improve that. But otherwise, I mean, it looks pretty good. Yeah, it's a it's a two row uh, SUV. No, I I don't think there's a three row option. No, I think you'd have to. It go does to a model for that. The second row does fold flat, so you, there's plenty of space back there, um, which is pretty cool. So you actually have a flat floor to load stuff in. Yeah, that is nice. Yeah, and then it looks. Does like, it fold like? Do the seats just do the backs just fold down, or do they fold all the way down? I th- so it's fully flat. I think the backs just fold all the way down, but I think they fold flat when they fold all the way down. So there's no okay. like angle between the two floors. I think yeah, I didn't yeah. I didn't see very good um interior pictures of this thing when we did our uh, online research because we're so qualified. We do very very thorough research. The most thorough research, okay. <laughs> yes, sir, Mr. President. Mr. Lindbeck, president to you. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. My, my mistake, Mr. Lindbeck, president. Uh, um, well, the, the most important interior feature for all consumers, especially the American ones, oh. how many cup holders does it have? Mm, how many does it have? Uh, well, <laughs> I was hoping our uh, researcher in chief here who, who put this together had found a solid <laughs> answer. <laughs> well, that's my mistake. Um but you're the executive in chief, so oh jeez, you gotta oh, take geez, the blame guys. for it. Hey, so uh, I'm thinking, I mean, I'm thinking, I'm gonna say six. That's my, I think that's my I think there's six. Looking at the interior pictures, it looks like two, four, six, maybe eight, six or eight cup holders. Um, wow, we're taking a lot cup of holders, a lot of time on this for something that well, people you need really to be don't careful because sometimes they hide them like in the the seat, the or not the seat, the doors, like in the door wells. Right, so that's why I'm saying it might be eight. Yeah. They like to hide them some places. Well, and my my dad has a Palisade, and that thing has, geez, like fifteen. I guess it probably wouldn't be fifteen. It probably be sixteen. Who in their order. right mind is going to have sixteen drinks a, in one so, car? How many people does that hold? There's a. It's a three row SUV. It's got two in the back. It's got four in the back. It's got um, at least two in the front, and then two in each of the doors. Two in each door. Then, I think there's two in each door. I, wow. I guess they're more like they're more like bottle holders, but um, so much more impressive than this. Yeah, each but. person has a holder for the, both their RC Cola and their Frosty. Correct. Yeah, got to keep that Frosty Road Pop handy. <laughs> yeah. yeah. 
Evidently, the Koreans know us better than we know ourselves. It's called market research. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, base price That's on why. this Jeep Cherokee is $26,555. Don't, uh, don't ask me why they left the 555 It's a nice um, round number. <laughs> <laughs> sure. Okay. Thanks, marketing. Uh, <laughs> exactly. Uh, what kind of competition we got for this car? Um, I'm thinking, and I'm not 100% certain on this, but I'm guessing that the Terrain, the GMC Terrain, the Chevy Equinox, the Hyundai Santa Fe, yeah, right? Probably. Um, mm-hmm. What about the Tucson? Yeah, yeah, those are all about the same. Tucson's a little bit smaller. That might go up against the Compass. Okay. And then I'm thinking... Is the Compass the one? RAV4. Kia Sorento, maybe? Kia Sorento, I would think so. And then what about um, yeah. what what's Honda's? Is it the CRV that would compete against this? Yeah, yes. I think so. Okay, CRV or the past? They have the Passport now, but I don't know if that would go. I think it would be the CRV that would be going up against this. And right. I think it's worth mentioning now too that Ford has an interesting competitor, right? It's it's not an Escape or an Edge, right? It is the Bronco Sport. And I think that's the actual competitor here. Right? Yeah, I just saw that recently. So I, I think, right, those other ones are obviously crossovers, just like this thing is, but the Bronco Sport's more crossovery. I think, though, that those are more off-road oriented, right? The Cherokee and the Bronco, right? Like they have that kind of ruggedized look to them, even though they're still probably pretty comfortable, and maybe the Bronco more so than those the crossovers from the Japanese and Korean manufacturers. Right. I don't, I don't know if they're going to win a lot of customers from the Cherokee market. I mean, the Ford Bronco would definitely compete with the Wrangler, but well, I'm saying the Bronco sport, not the Bronco. The Bronco sport is their small one. Oh yeah. It's a, it's a actual crossover instead of a body on frame. Like the Bronco is. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. It's actually pretty, um, it's, it's, it's also cute. I think with the the Highlander, I feel like is the same size, but it maybe it's not so you know like adventure focused like the Rav Four is, or is the Rav Four smaller? I'm not sure. Well, regardless, Are you calling the Rav Four adventure focused. No, well, I mean it is the, the t- modern. It's the modern a Rav Four robust, accurate vehicle, four wheel drive, according to <laughs> Toyota's marketing. Yeah, that's that what is I'm the in the middle name. of. You know, a, a Jeep trail. You know, that's what I'm thinking. I'm like, man, good thing my car is robust. And uh, what, what was that? What was the A? Accurate, robust, and accurate. I, I'm so I'm <laughs> like, so glad this frame is dimensionally I'm, I'm accurate. I'm thinking like <laughs> the tolerance. Yeah, that's that's are exactly so tight. what's going through my head. Yes, it's amazing. I, I um, don't know. That's what I think the competitors are. I don't know if you guys feel the same way. I feel like the closest one is definitely Bronco Sport, but it's not on sale yet. What about uh, the Mustang Blasphemy? Or it's uh, the Mach the Mach E. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> Which did you is just not a call it the Blasphemy? <laughs> yes, I did because that's what it is. <laughs> I mean, come on, that's not a Mustang. It's an SUV. It's a crossover. It's got four doors. I don't even know if I classify it as a crossover. I think it's like a car shaped object. Uh, <laughs> I'm so disappointed in it, but I don't it, think it's you... a competitor. It's 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 super big and it's more like on road sporty 
Well, it, it's like it going more on road. Well, but how many Jeep Cherokee customers actually take their Jeep Cherokees off road? Well, it's not like, about actually taking it off road. It's about looking like you could maybe potentially take it off road, but you're just going to go to Macy's. Oh, <laughs> okay. Well, then, <laughs> correct. You're not. I'm just going to bring this to Macy's, but I want to have my options open. You're not exactly in just in case you come across a dirt road in the middle. I just think the Maki <laughs> is kind of like higher market. It's obviously an EV, and then it's kind of it's it's. An EV can be a competitor, but yeah, you're right. You're right. It's more of a yes. I think we will see EV competitors, right? Like Rivian will have a small one for sure, guaranteed. Probably. And then like the Hummer, I mean, I could see them having a whole brand of that, just like they have for AT4. Well, and yeah, I mean, what about uh, Range Rover, Land Rover? They might come out with something like that, like an EV Defender or something. Mm -hmm. Oh, I could see that. That'd be really cool. I really like the new Defender, so if they had an EV one, that would be a really cool competitor. But that's not a Cherokee. True. True. Anything else on this car? Uh, interesting features. It's got variable valve lift. I don't know. That's 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 sort that's, of kind of interesting. I think it's pretty cool. I mean, it's it's not. Something it is cool easy to for do. sure. Yeah. Right. And it, it's not that's that the common. same. I like it's on its 2.4 liter engine. So yeah, it's like, it's like, it's that, that's the one that you settle for if you don't really care what kind of power you're getting. So I don't know who they're marketing it to. They're like, oh, we got variable lav, you know, variable valve lift on this. And the, whoever you're going to be selling the 2.4 to, I think it's just going to say, well, what? Yeah, I think, you know, I, I would agree with no, that. Nobody's going to go like, oh, I really want the variable valve lift. I'm going to get the least powerful engine. Well, and the variable valve lift, it's more like, it really it's, gets you is like, better fuel economy yeah it's it's kind of a compensation prize i think for like yeah sorry buddy we know you had to settle for the two four but here's variable valve lift for you yeah so you don't get terrible fuel economy it, it says it gets 22 yeah. 31 on the highway hmm. so claimed 474 miles of highway driving which is actually quite a bit that's a lot that's a heck that's of a, a lot. That, that's a good tank right there yeah that's kind of surprising. Jeeps are usually pretty heavy. Yeah. Compared so, to hmm. I don't know. I, I I mean, now that we've kind of gone through it and seeing more pictures of it, especially the Trailhawk, I really like the Trailhawk. It's got some pretty neat little uh, styling cues on it, especially like the red uh, tow hooks and the red trail rated badge, unique wheels. What do you guys right. think? Any. I like I like the red accents. Yeah, I don't. You know, it, it's kind of race car. It's kind of like a race car. Yeah, because you know, where you have the, like the the little red arrow that points to the tow hook. That's kind of what it reminds me of. But oh yeah, that's a good. So point. it's kind of the same thing. It's like you know, not that this is for the racetrack, but it's kind of that same utilitarian kind of. So you can always see. You know, it. like yeah, it's always there for you to see. Yeah. So I'd be interested to see if anybody's off-roaded a, a you know a new Cherokee and actually used them and you know like what what part of the frame are those actually tied into are the you know are they pretty structurally sound or are they just aesthetic oh I mean if they're there I would imagine that they're structurally sound I, I, would, I would I would so. think so but I mean I guess you we could try, find out yeah you should try something <laughs> it might just be a bluff though like they know that everybody's gonna just take this to Macy's and they're not actually gonna use them but Hey, sometimes you pull but into the snowbank. So, like, they're they're gonna test the snowbank in Macy's. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you've seen those snow piles at the malls. They're huge. You could go skiing <laughs> <Yeah>. on them, <laughs> and you could also go off roading like in your Trailhawk. 
yeah. go right up the side of it or get stuck and have to yeah. use your toe hooks. Maybe if they're really actually toe hooks. If they're, if they're not just like uh, JB welded into place. <laughs> yeah. If anybody from really Jeep it, is you know, listening like... and wants to correct us on this, please feel free to send us an email. I feel like you're going to walk up to them when you really need them. You know, like when you really want to... Uh, get up somewhere and then it's it's like paint, paints it on there like do not step or something i feel like you're gonna get broken down in your jeep Cherokee. you're gonna go up and say like oh thank god i have these tow hooks and you're like about to you know hit you know use the winch on it and then there's just gonna be this tiny little print that says do not tow from <laughs> or something you know it's I'm barely gonna, legible as it snaps off out. <laughs> yeah i i don't think they so, would have well, that it'd be funny <laughs> but uh, i don't think it i don't think it has that yeah Okay, so we'll have to do a bit of more investigative journalism for that one. <laughs> a little bit, uh, a deep dive on the on the Jeep Cherokee. Yeah. So, solid. Walter, um, this is our first episode, so we're going to yes. introduce what we call a wanna drive score. It's basically a, on a scale of one to ten, uh, ten being you absolutely have to drive it. You're going to rent it or buy it or steal it from a friend. Um, one being uh, you don't really care to ever see it again. What do you put? the jeep cherokee at for for you oh boy okay so i have uh, a soft spot for off-road vehicles they're kind of fun but it is a crossover for me um i'm going to probably i'm going to put it at five meaning that i don't necessarily want to drive it but if given the option at the rental car row i'm going to probably pick it over another crossover that's just that's just me so i'm putting five down for mine Five. All right. Donnie, what about you? I'm kind of in the same boat. I'm going to say about a four because, you know, it, it, I don't have anything against it. Like, it's kind of cool. It's cooler than other crossovers, but it's like, it's just, it's, you know, I, I really like the older Cherokees and this is kind of like lost its roots in a way. So it's kind of, you know, it just doesn't fill any market for me. Yeah. So I'm going to say, you know, I'm not, I'm not against it, but I'm not going to want to drive it necessarily. Yeah. I'd probably agree with you, especially if you look back at the old Jeep Cherokee and what it what it used to be. Kind of makes me uh, a little bit sad. So I'm yeah. gonna do a four as well. So, man, now I feel like I am a, kind of a loser here for rating a crossover higher than you guys. <laughs> yeah, what you like crossovers? Oh <laughs> God, gross! Oh no, I've admitted too much. Sweet. Well, but yeah, I I agree with you guys too. I, I it's a little bit of lost like nostalgia for the old old school body on frames like small compact SUVs that were still body on frames, solid axles, super capable. Now you have to go to those specialty vehicles like the Wrangler to get anything like that. So you do give up some stuff now, um, which is unfortunate. Yeah, and that's that's probably the direction of the market rather than what the Jeep engineers wanted to do. Oh, I'm, I mean, yeah, everything's going to crossovers and that's just how it is. Yeah. So thank you, American consumer. Okay. So as we know, as we have discussed in our preface episode, if you've had the chance to listen to that, at the end of every episode, we pull out our virtual hat and we pull another car for next week. And then we might get a few first impressions on it. Like you might've heard on our first episode about the Cherokee. And the amazing number that was pulled at. All right. We're reaching into this virtual hat. Da 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 da. 68. Ooh. Are you kidding me? Wow. I don't. 
we're posting this one too because it, <laughs> I, I don't I don't know how to I don't know what to do. All right, so sixty eight here on our list is going to be the G Body nine eleven. So those are I believe seventy four through eighty five. So that's still the original nine eleven then. Technically, yeah. So the original well, the same same frame. Yeah, exactly. So the original came out in sixty three. The G body came out when they had to add impact bumpers. Most of the body work was carried over for all those years. So that's kind of the oh. way that you can tell. Yeah, so that's but Porsche did a pretty good job of integrating everything compared to all the other car companies, which are reasonable. Just kind of stri- you know, slap some atrocities on there. But Porsche yeah. was kind of able to somewhat seamlessly integrate everything. Yeah, they de- definitely had I mean, those. I mean, it, you see it, and it still looks like a very good car. It does yeah. look pretty good. Y- you can tell these if you are not uh, a Porsche aficionado. You can see these cars are the Porsche 911s with the little rubber accordions on the side of the bumpers. Those are for the uh, five-mile-an-hour impact requirement in the U.S., also, um, so that you can take them off and use them as accordions. Yes, because German. <laughs> yes. Um, Papa band, yeah. <laughs> oh. Yes. So we'll get into that, and that one's going to be kind of interesting because there is a lot of engine options and a lot of trims. So this that one might be a little bit of a fun episode. So I'm I'm pretty excited. Sweet. Looking forward yeah, to I am it too. Well, this has been Unqualified Car Reviews. We are very thankful that you joined us today. Tune in next week for episode two on the G-Body 911.